Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on Thursday, February 27th. That's right, just days before the LA Galaxy kick off their 2020 season. That's right, Saturday. It's it's on us. The season is here. All 26 MLS teams will be in action this weekend to get the 2020 season started. The LA Galaxy traveling to the Houston Dynamo. That's obviously something huge we're going to talk about. It will be a big part of this show. A lot of LA Galaxy news to cover as well, including your rumors, your injury updates, and all that fun stuff, and obviously getting you ready for the Houston Dynamo on Saturday. All right, the help me do it. He's back in the studio. You've missed him. It's Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. Larry, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good, Josh. Uh, you know, I've covered a lot of preseasons with this team, and this one has gone by very quickly. I, you know, the the regular season, start of the season, has really come upon us fast. Um, kind of surprisingly so, but I can't wait for it to start. Yeah, it's it's one of those where it's like, okay, uh, it feels like the off season is forever. Uh, we not talk, this one. Not, not this, this one. one. This, this one was quick, and, and it, was. it shouldn't have been quick because everything ended very early, Larry. Yes. So, um, you know, just seeing this and seeing this LA Galaxy team um, sort of, you know, sitting there and, and, and now prepared to go. Um, I, I think everything sort of says, okay, it's game time. I mean, that's all it is. This, this is everybody says the preseason's on. The preseason's over. You're preparing for a game this week. This is week one right now. And GBS says, and I quote, "We're ready." We're ready. Eh. What's he gonna say? We're not ready. I know. Can, we, can I have another month, please? We're not, we're not ready. Could you just give me a little more time, please? A little more time, but another month. Yeah, exactly. And and we both know that that's not gonna happen. So. Um, you know, whenever you look at this, that's that's what you get with the LA Galaxy. Um, everything is now set in course. You have basically your roster all set for the LA Galaxy as well. Although there could be some additions, but you know, there's 25 guys on this roster now, Larry. So you're that's it. You're 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 now tapped out on on this roster and how many sort of people you're going to have and what's going to change. You might add one or two pieces, maybe one piece by the by the close of this transfer window, which happens in May 5th, and then maybe you add one or two pieces in the summer. But that's it, you're done. And they have to be roster compliant by tomorrow, right? That is true. At what time? Uh, it doesn't matter because the Galaxy are already roster compliant. This isn't like last year whenever uh, Giovanni Dos Santos was uh, yeah. was hanging out there and it was like a decision day. Remember how long it contracted the situation that was? That was ridiculous. It was It was long. It, it was, really was. It was filled with rumors. It yep. was uh, filled with, uh, with some MLS writers going out of their way to call the LA Galaxy cheaters before they yep. had even done anything. Did you ever call them cheaters? Uh, they basically did. They're saying the Galaxy are trying to cheat the system, you know, blow the whole deal, uh, which is still true. Um, so I think they were just being creative with the system. Well, yeah, I mean, there's you have to be you you do have to be, and you have to understand, you know, what you're getting out of all these different things. Um, you know, it, with Giovanni dos Santos, it was about opening up the designated players. You know, it was about doing all these things um, that they needed to have done, um, and so. You know, ultimately, they came to the decision that they were going to just write it off. And we, we don't know. It cost them multi-millions, but they can afford it. Well, we don't even know because we don't know how That's much true. they ended up That's selling true. them for, you know, yeah. and whether or not the Galaxy get any of that money or how that all goes. But we know that, the, you know, they wrote it off and, and that was that. was that. We're he was done. unceremoniously booted out the door. <laughs> he basically. was. He was. Um, so that's what you saw with the LA Galaxy uh, last year. This year is totally different. Um, as far as I can tell right now, Larry, 
The uh, the LA Galaxy are perfectly roster compliant already. There's no need to change anything or do anything. Uh, do they get a prize for that? <laughs> absolutely not. Nothing. Okay. No, no. No they, wooden spoon or anything? Or? No, no, okay. no, no. That's it. Um, no, I think they have their limit on wooden spoons in the... Uh, in the t- I hope that's right. Before 2020. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, the, you know, bottom line now is the season starts. I mean, you're now in the season and everybody knows you're in the season and that's that's where you're at. Um, it, it's there's no more sort of changing things. And listen, all the teams are sort of in a state of, you know, not being ready. So you know, the Galaxy. If we say the Galaxy aren't ready, because from what I saw against Chicago, yeah, of course you're not playing very good soccer yet. Um, so you're quote unquote not ready. But the games are going to start counting on Saturday, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. You know, speaking of the roster, I like the roster. I think they're going to be faster. I think they're going to be quicker. Um, yes, they're going to be missing the 30 goals Lawton scored last season, but I think uh, they will more than have more than enough scoring with the likes of Pavone and Chicharito. Katai, if he ever gets healthy and whatever injury he is, and there's a lot of speculation that he has been hurt, but I think they'll, they'll be fine. But I do uh, like what they have this year. Yeah. Uh, Even though it's not complete yet because we expect them maybe to add a piece or two in the very near future. Yeah. I mean, the big deal here is, and I was talking to um, to somebody today who was previewing this match, and we were having a discussion about what the LA Galaxy did in the offseason. I'm like, listen, if you go man for man, I can tell you right now, I think that this LA Galaxy team is probably less talented than the one that played last year. Obviously, yeah, you're talking about Zlatan uh, Ibrahimovic, which is a huge part of that talent. But you're missing guys like a Fabio Alvarez, and you're missing guys like uh, Uriel Antuna, who I think were talented in their own ways, weren't necessarily game changers. But who are those guys right now on the LA Galaxy team? And I think you know Sasha Kleshin coming in is certainly you could say a like for like, maybe even better than Fabio Alvarez. Um, he's older, but he's smarter. He's not quite as fast. He's not quite as fast, but, the, you but know, he is older and smarter experience really matters in cases like this yeah and I think Bruce Arena proved that over and over again I mean you look at how Bruce creates his and that's one of the reasons that you know people talk about how um how you know the Bruce didn't play his youngsters Bruce loved his veterans yeah he did and but you know why because he knew what he was going to get out of the veterans that was that's the simple you know the simple answer for why Bruce did what he did um you can't argue against his track record you, you now look at With the, that strategy. No, and, and you can't. Now you look at what, you know, Guillermo Berescoloto and, and what Dennis DeCloso are looking at, and you're saying they're backfilling with younger players. Uh, and you can see that. Uh, and you, players they're familiar with from South America. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they have some veteran presence. So they don't have a horrible mix. I'm not saying that anything is is bad or wrong. It's just, it's different. I think that this team is less talented than the team that they had last year. However, having said that, I think this is probably the better team. So I, I think that if you look at how all the pieces fit together, this feels good. Now, I, unlike people who are out there trying to predict massive things for people and I think are being too optimistic on this stuff, I think a better team doesn't necessarily mean that they win more games, Larry. Um, but in my mind, they're going to play better soccer. One of the things I like about this team is, is Sasha Kleston is 34 years old. He's the oldest player on this team. I think that's a good sign that they are that they are going younger. MLS now uh, is, and I just read this today. Uh, MLS, its average age of players, both in the U.S. and Canada, on these teams, right? So basically, all of MLS is twenty four point five years old. That's outstanding. That's. It's like two years younger than it was just two years ago. Love to see young players like that. So, so everything's skewing earlier, um, which is what it is. But I, you know, having said that, there's two days until the LA Galaxy play at Houston. There's nine days until the LA Galaxy have their home opener versus the Vancouver Whitecaps. There's 68 days left in the primary transfer window. All this stuff can still change in a, in a pretty rapid uh, order. I know Dennis DeClosa said basically today was, hey, um, 
you know, I think Damien was was reporting this. I don't know if you got to talk to Dennis. Did you get to talk I didn't, to him? No, okay. No, I didn't. Um, but but Damien uh, Calhoun was was reporting that Dennis said, and I'll quote, I'll, I'll paraphrase because I don't have it right in front of me. But he said, you know, uh, yeah, there's a possibility we still may add a piece here earlier, or it could be in the summer. Uh, but right now on Saturday, this is the roster we're playing with, and it's not a bad roster, and we're going forward with it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, um, go, um, going back to the eight sting, gosh, it wasn't too long ago when we saw all these older veterans being brought in from overseas, and that's why this league had the stigma of being a, quote, retirement league, unquote. But that's no longer the case. No, it's not. Um, so, again, it's just you, you just sort of have to keep your eye on what is happening with the Galaxy. And, you know, these first four or five games are going to be kind of telling um, how quickly they can sort of get things together, how they can put things together. Uh, they're going up against a Houston team, by the way, that doesn't lose ho- uh, doesn't lose openers very often, uh, and has a winning record against the LA Galaxy. We'll talk a whole bunch about that. But if there's any, if there's one good sign about playing Houston now, they aren't playing them in the summer when it's about 140 degrees. It is, it is a, it is a thing. I actually have a weather forecast for everybody. I actually, I looked it up, so we'll, we'll be able to talk good. about that too. Uh, let's get to some LA Galaxy news to start with. Uh, the Galaxy did sign. Gordon Wild. Now, I know it's no surprise to all the listeners of this podcast because we told you a long time ago that Guillermo Barrascolotto told everybody he was going to so- sign Gordon Wild. Um, so, Gordon Wild was originally selected by Atlanta in the 2018 MLS Super Draft. Uh, he never played for Atlanta. He went down and played with the Charleston Battery on a season long loan in 2018. He had 33 games played, 20 games started, 1,846 minutes, and he had seven goals and three assists. Uh, he also played for Loudoun United, which is DC United's USL championship team, uh, made 16 appearances there and spent two seasons at the University of Maryland where he scored 22 goals. Uh, he's a forward 5'10", 172 pounds, and 24 years of age. Uh, okay, Larry. Uh, Do you know all the stuff off the top of your head? I No, of course not. I have it all written down okay. in front of me so I can be smart. So in other words, you're cheating. No, no this is this is, this is is studying. Okay, I mean, studying. You know, okay, okay. I'm prepared. It's an okay, open book okay, test okay. every open week. Open book test. Okay, so... Okay. Um, but you actually got to talk to Gordon today, so, so tell me a little bit about him, because this is a, a German kid, right? A German kid, yes. Uh, he comes actually from a family of acrobats. Uh, he never he never went up on the trapeze. I told him that you couldn't pay me enough to go up there, and said I wouldn't go up there either. <laughs> uh, he says because of all the traveling, his father, who uh, I believe is just about to turn 80 years old and is retired, can speak nine languages. That's pretty impressive, and isn't it? And I think it? Gordon said he can speak like four or five. He can understand... So I'm not sure he's bilingual in four or five, but he can understand languages. Uh, he basically said when the Galaxy contacted him, contacted him when the technical director, Jovan Krosky, first called him and told him that the Galaxy is interested in him, it pretty much was a no-brainer to sign with these guys. Uh, he told me today, if I can recall the story I wrote today, that he, that he says, I'm, says, I have a lot to prove. I'm not finished in America and he's very happy with the opportunity here, and he has looked pretty good in preseason. Yeah, he hasn't looked bad. Um, yeah. I, think, I mean, he's a good depth guy. I th- and a spot starter, or certainly off the bench, maybe 15, 20 minutes a game. Yeah, I, I mean, here's if, if the Galaxy If you have are, to start him, I think he can do it. If the Galaxy are down a man, I mean, or down a goal or something, and it's in the second half, and you need to throw somebody in, he might be somebody. Sure. Zubak might be that guy. Um, I think what the Galaxy are doing here is they're just they're taking a flyer on a guy. Uh, they're thinking he's going to develop a little bit yeah. late. I, and he is continuing the tradition of of uh, Terps of of University of Maryland That's right. graduates. That's with right. AJ Delagarza and Omar Gonzalez and Robbie Rogers and Mrs. 
podcast. Oh yes, Mrs. Podcast. Come yes. on, you got to yes, mention Mrs. her. Pato. Yes, she Jeez. she did. She actually she went to school with Omar and AJ. I've told the story many times, and I didn't believe her. And finally, I got Omar and her in the did same she, room. Did she know them in college? Yeah, she did know them in okay, college. Good. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Um, so not that they were friends, but they uh, she actually lived above I think AJ in the dorms. Ah. Um, so they would you know there's there's stories. I've had them. T- I've had both of them tell me the stories at the same time. I believe them. So. <laughs> um, both of them, but yeah. So, uh, so the Maryland actually I have a Maryland scarf in this yeah. studio as well. Yeah, but but Gordon is genuinely happy to to uh, be here, and he's happy to have a home for at least this season, and he hopes for many years to come. Hey, John, uh, in our chat room, by the way, says he's a terp as well. All right. Uh, so fear the turtle, John. Go go go. Turtle go power. Terps. Turtle go, power. Go terps. Fear the turtle. I made my wife get me a turtle, uh, a fear the turtle shirt because I was like, the only thing I can think of that's worse than fear the turtle is fear the tree, which is Stanford. Oh, the right? Stanford tree. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I one like, time was covering a, a, a UCLA basketball game during during uh, Christmas at Poly, and the tree came out with with uh, with Christmas ornaments on it. It was hysterical. That is that I can't I can't yeah. handle I can't handle fear the tree uh, fear the turtle. I, they're my, they're my adopted like uh, men's soccer team because Arizona State didn't have it doesn't and still doesn't they have still a men's don't have soccer. A men's team. They have a women's soccer program, so women's soccer I'm a big uh, Sun Devil fan of, but men's soccer I've adopted Maryland, which is good because they're one of the top programs in the country. Sure. Uh, Anyway, on to off of that. So uh, that's where you get uh, Gordon Wild and officially on the roster now. I think we told you about it on the live show. I think we told you about it on Monday, and it has happened. The only one that hasn't happened is the only one that I'm still predicting. Eventually, someday, maybe... I don't know. I think maybe I'm just wishing now uh, is Kai Kareniuk, uh, who was a LA Galaxy two player last year, um, who has been very good this preseason. I still think that there's room and depth there. Uh, and that is the correct pronunciation. It's a good guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't talked to him. <laughs> I haven't so. talked to him either. Uh, I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, it, it's it's it's. Uh, so anyway, he's been good. He may still be added to the roster. He may not. It sort of depends, I think, on what Guillermo and what uh, Dennis have in mind uh, for the close of this transfer window and obviously the summer as well. They don't want to put somebody on the senior team and sign them if they're just going to end up not using that spot. So if that's a valuable spot to them, they they might not bring them up. So anyway, just sort of put that in there um, as we go there. Uh, more LA Galaxy news, and we'll give you there's some there's some great stuff we're going to talk about this is something i want to talk about real quick just sort of shift right on through but the la galaxy are hosting their annual golf tournament on june 8th to benefit the la galaxy foundation uh it's monday june 8th at rolling hills country club south of torrance southwest of carson not too far away the hoity-toity down there yeah you play there all the time no i have not but it's a pretty fancy place all right um so uh that's where it is now if you want to, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is not catered towards your everyday fan. That's no. not that's not the idea. This is more catered towards businesses, really, more than anything that have more are, you catered know, to the rich and famous and the rich and famous. I would say businesses because you're, if you're going to spend five thousand dollars, which is what a foursome costs. Now my question is: Is it for a foursome or is it for a membership? No, yeah, I know, right? You almost you would think you yeah. almost get that. So five thousand dollars, you write it off as a business expense. Not only that, but a charitable donation. Sure, I understand why they do that. So that's what it is. If you're an individual. It's twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, if you just want to attend the post-tournament hosted cocktail reception with LA Galaxy players and alumni, um, then it's five hundred dollars. Now, one time I told you uh, before the broadcast, I played in uh, one of these tournaments at Coyote Hills, and Eddie Lewis won a tournament, and I good-naturedly voiced a complaint about him winning. Oh yeah but, yeah, but they still gave him the title, and they still let you stay there, huh? Yeah, it still was, let me stay there. It was it was good. All right, and so. he he was a good player. Chris Klein's a very good player too. There there used to be a whole bunch of Galaxy players yes. who played a lot. Uh, I know Dave, Dave Romney, Romney and Dan Steras play. David um, Bingham plays. David Bingham plays. Yeah, there's Perry, a whole bunch. Perry of Kitchen plays. There's Kevin Kitchen. 
Perry Kitchen. Yeah, okay. Just kidding. Just checking. <laughs> Kevin Kitchen? Have, you know that story, right? That's no. the whole Zlatan didn't know Perry's first name, and he called him Kevin for like the first one or two months. I may have told that to a national broadcaster today, and it may or not be inclu- may or may not be included in the broadcast next uh, this weekend. <laughs> Um, but no, I, well, at least it didn't call him Perry Mason. This is, I don't know. I think Kevin Kitchen was pretty bad. Um, so that's where we have now. I'm going to tell you right now, if we look past this weekend, so obviously we're going to get you ready for Houston, but if we look past this weekend, um, what you're going to find is there are a number of events and things that are happening this upcoming week that I have to start telling you about right now. And the LA galaxy are calling this LA galaxy week programming all right and there is stuff every single day including stuff that starts on saturday february 29th with a watch uh party at tom's watch bar in on figueroa in right by LA. la live yeah it is uh la galaxy watch party presented by modello um first 100 fans and galaxy gear to receive discounted parking three dollars off 40 ounce modellos as well drink responsibly and 40 ounces that's huge. That's well. It's good. That means it's you don't huge. have to keep going, but up to the bar and you know, reloading. True. Um, so if you I hope ro- there's a limit though, because that because that can really amount to a lot of beer being consumed. It's, there's a, there's always and, and I am unfamiliar with, with ingesting those amounts of beer. When the game is over, usually everything is done. All right. So anyway, okay. 11 a.m. Pacific time doors open. 12:30 p.m. is kickoff. It's not really 12:30, but it's going to be close enough. 1:30 uh, p.m. Pacific time halftime raffle. That's sort of where you have that there. That's just to start. I'll tell you before I get to the rest of these events that in advance of the LA Galaxy's home opener on Saturday, March 7th, uh, Chicharito will basically appear on every television show ever created. Uh, he's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Late Late Show with James Corden, Sports Center, and with Univision's uh, Jorge Ramos, and on uh, TUDN, so it's Univision's And we thought Zlatan was on TV a lot. They, Holy smokes. They are ro- um, a poor Chicharito is going to be exhausted after he comes back from Houston. This is all starting um, stuff uh, this next week, so keep your eyes open for all of those appearances that came from LA Galaxy PR. Uh, lots of things happening right now. Okay. And, and if you're tired of all these broadcasts, just tune into replays of, of Josh's podcast. More than, more than, uh, I mean, it'll be, it'll be fine to take up that time. It'll I, be, it'll be very good alternate viewing. I appreciate the half penny every time I get every time somebody watches. So, um, yeah, no, that's all <laughs> half good. penny. Wow. I know it's a lot. I know. Uh, we've been, we've been upping it lately. Uh, Sunday, March 1st. This is, this is now termed, and I don't know that they've ever done this before. This is some. This is kind of cool. Um, this took a ton of coordination, a ton of coordination. Uh, but Sunday, March first, is LA Galaxy Day throughout Los Angeles, and whenever we say Los Angeles, we mean the real Los Angeles, which basically can, encapsulates all of Southern California and some of Las Vegas. All right, so. Um, Galaxy Day. Fans throughout Los Angeles wearing LA Galaxy gear will receive discounts at local businesses all day, including Blue Butterfly Coffee Company, Firestone Walker Brewing Company, Steelcraft Long Beach, and Guerra Tacos, plus LA iconic restaurants, Cantor's Deli Original, and Tommy's Hamburgers and more. There's a complete list, lagalaxy.com slash Day, where you can find all of the participating businesses and I don't know that I've ever seen anything roll out like this before. Uh, in terms of the scope of this, there are a ton of places to receive discounts. Pretty impressive, to say the least. Pretty, uh, pretty impressive. I don't know if I'll partake in any of it, but pretty impressive anyway. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out. But Sunday, March first, wear your Galaxy gear. Fans throughout Los Angeles will receive 
discounts if you wear your LA Galaxy stuff. Again, LAGalaxy.com, LA Galaxy Day. Will you take advantage of this? Will you wear I, your Galaxy I, gear? I, it's Sunday. That is a baby-watching day. Everybody okay. knows that, so okay. I don't think I'll be going anywhere. Will your son be wearing his, his uh, That's Galaxy That's a good idea. Kit? I should probably yeah. put him in some stuff uh, yeah. and drag him around and get free stuff all day. That's a, yeah. it's a great way to use a baby. I love it. That's uh, right. Monday, March 2nd, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, the LA Galaxy Digital Takeover. They're going to provide customized graphics for fans to post on various social media platforms. Check into the Galaxy social media platforms for giveaway. You go to Tuesday, Dignity Health Sports Park, the LA Galaxy have a reading celebration where LA Galaxy players, coaches, and staff are going to read to the local champion project youth. Then you have Tuesday evening, dusk, around 6 p.m. It's the Pacific Wheel at Pacific Park down on the Santa Monica Pier. We know about this. They've done it every year. The LA Galaxy light up Santa Monica, um, and they will light up Santa Monica in advance of the team's 2020 home opening match, the Pacific Wheel at Pacific Park, the world's first solar-powered Ferris wheel, will be illuminated with the LA Galaxy logo and colors on the Santa Monica Will there Pier. also be a caricature of you in the Ferris wheel? No, I haven't paid no? all. Okay. I, that's a, that's a right. large bill. I don't that's have probably that a good thing. Uh, happy hour after the Pacific wheel lighting at Yield King's Head in Santa Monica. $1 off Modelo after 8 p.m. Pacific time. You can go there. Wednesday, Nikki Sports Day. Uh, basically, Nikki Sports Long Beach, downtown Los Angeles, and Bell Gardens will have player appearances at Nikki Sports Wednesday, March 4th, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, they'll announce who the players are and those locations, so check that out. Thursday. We're only at Thursday. I Again, I'm going to stop here because uh, you can be critical of the LA Galaxy a lot, um, and I think we do a fair job of being critical of them whenever they deserve criticism. In this particular case, they have put together a schedule of events that probably took them close to six months to prepare whenever you look at all the things that they have going on. If you wanted your fill of the LA Galaxy, this is it. This You could do it. So yeah. so Thursday, LA Galaxy and Saturday's football, the LA Galaxy are collaborating with Saturday's football to offer a free-to-play pickup soccer game at the iconic Bayshore basketball courts in Long Beach. Let's go to Friday now. Friday, LA Galaxy Soccer Center. So they how have, many how many days in a week are there? That, it feels like there's 20 right yeah. now. Um, the multiple events per day probably do that. Uh, LA Galaxy Day at the Soccer Center. Uh, then there's LA Galaxy and Black Arrow FC pop up party. The new collaboration between LA Galaxy and Black Arrow FC, a lifestyle brand focused on the intersection of soccer and black culture. We'll see a pop up party at Vector 90, the cultural hub and co working space started by David Gross and Nipsey Hussle. Uh, you go later than that, the Galaxy Gathering night before party. So the day before the home opener, Friday, March 6th, from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., uh, LA Galaxy party with appearances from LA Galaxy alumni, event held in collaboration with the LA Riot Squad as a continuation of their first Friday series. It's at Boomtown Brewery, 700 Jackson Street, Los Angeles. And then, of course, Saturday, it's just a soccer game. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, and don't forget the soccer game. It's, it is, it is uh, again, tip of the hat. What they're trying to do here and the scope in which they're trying to do it, Larry, I don't know that I've seen before. I think it's great. It's fun. Uh, we're your galaxy stuff. I can't stuff. remember any, any, just anything else like this. I'll, I'm like you. I don't remember anything, ex- especially to this extreme. I mean, uh, go around. Okay, so professional sports. Let's just say, you know, for like the Angels or the Dodgers. Do they have a whole week with, with events like this with, with so many things? I don't remember them doing it. No, they might have a day. <laughs> and yeah, there's like, a, there's like a fan fest day. I think yeah. the LA Kings even have like a fan fest tonight. Um, as where it might be tonight, it might have been another night. But you know, just looking at that, it's you sit there and say, you know, you have to be a little lucky to be in Major League Soccer and supporting Major League Soccer and supporting the LA Galaxy right now at a time when all of this stuff is 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 right in front of you like this. Um, because 
I don't know that it ever comes back. And the timing certainly can't be any better than, the, I mean, it's a new season. We've got some new players, exciting players. I mean, why not take advantage of it? So, so that's what you have coming up this next week. It's a huge program put forth by the LA Galaxy. You got Chicharito being on everybody's show. I'll, I'll put out our request for him to be on our show as well. Um, so I, I wonder if they will live up to that request. I don't know. I, I, I can I ask. Think chances are, um, sure. Why not ask? But chances are, no. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm used to that. I yeah. asked for Zlatan. I was told that Zlatan is not coming on my show. So I was like, okay, I guess. Uh, anyway, so uh, so that's what we have uh, for the LA Galaxy. Now, just uh, uh, again, a heads up, 25 players on the LA Galaxy's preseason roster. The roster uh, compliance deadline is on Friday, so as you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure there's a roster deadline, and it's probably passed, and the LA Galaxy seem just fine on that. But with 25 players, there are still five positions for the LA Galaxy to feel, fill. They do not have any restrictions on those, as far as I can see. And I haven't seen the breakdown of senior versus supplemental versus reserve roster slots and all those matter as well. How about the international spots? International slots, the LA Galaxy with Rolf Felcher's they green have seven card now, right? have seven okay, of eight. So room for one. So. There's room for one. Or if they go out and buy another international slot, there's yeah. room for two. Okay. Um, so that means Didi Traore, who we had speculated might be sent down, is probably staying up for right now. Okay. Um, so that's one of the things that uh, that you're, you're sort of at. Um, and by the way, the, the chat room is asking about the prom- promotional schedule, right? You know how the, the LA Galaxy always have like Star Wars night or give away this and give away that. I heard that promotional schedule should be coming out next week. Okay. All right, and it's ahead of the of the season opener. All right, so just how many events do these guys have? It's a lot. I mean, yeah. I know. Again, I know I mean, we're critical. I mean, it's it's great to see this team do this, but geez, it's a lot. It's a lot, Larry. There's yeah. a lot going on. So if and you're, you're going to make fan, appearance at every one of them, I'm going to not be there. No, okay. I have a. My son will probably not make sure that I don't make that. Uh, that well, happen. I don't know if it's your son we'll <laughs> or my wife sure, or <laughs> Mrs. Podcast. It yes, could. I would lean to the latter very heavily. Uh, we've told you about the LA Galaxy's weekly schedule before. Uh, we'll just sort of highlight it again. The Galaxy will depart for on Friday after probably a light training session in the morning. Probably more of a walkthrough than anything else. But they'll do that, and then they depart to Houston. Um, where they'll arrive probably late in the late in the afternoon slash early evening, and Panda will be there, and and Kevin Baxter will be there, so we'll be sure to have everybody on uh, on Monday, and we can hear all about the travel and how that went. Uh, and then Saturday, it's BBVA Stadium, twelve thirty p.m. Pacific time kickoff, the LA Galaxy at Houston Dynamo. Um, one of the things I certainly wanted to get to uh, before we get too far away from this, Larry, is you know you look at this preseason, all right, and you say. What did we learn from this preseason, or who stood out from this preseason? I mean, you have to take these things and understand what you're trying to see, and you have to understand that they're playing against preseason opponents, which means it's not, you know, it's not always MLS in-season moments, but they're high, higher level. The Galaxy played all three of their games, or four of their uh, games, all against um, MLS opponents, so no lower leagues, because usually that can skew results and certainly uh, can. So you got to watch that. But I mean, what do you take? Who impressed you this uh, this offseason? If I told you to give me three three players, who who impressed you this offseason or this preseason? Well, in order from three to one, uh, number three for me was Nick DePew, and that is the correct pronunciation of his name. And here's a guy, a central defender, came out of nowhere, which is kind of tough for a guy who's six five. And the Corona native, thank you, uh, chat room, for the last time when I couldn't uh, remember where, remember from. where he's from. Yep, I know. Has uh, took the place of an injured Dan Steris, and we still don't know the uh, exact injury Steris suffered. And he's played very, very well next to uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez. Uh, I would expect Nick DePew will be starting in central defense on 
Saturday, and I think he's more than up to the task. He's my number three standout in preseason so far. Yeah, he uh, he's been good. I to me, the only one I would sort of change in that, and I agree on all three, so I'll sort of give you like a fourth or somebody else who I was really impressed with. Uh, I'll give you two other ones that I was impressed with. Not necessarily in order, but sure. uh, but two. Uh, Rolf Felcher, for me, in the game that he played against Chicago yeah. was very impressive. Yes. Um, I don't know who Rolf... He looks faster. I don't know who Rolf Felcher thinks he is, uh, but he looked dangerous. He looked competent. He, he looked uh, like a guy who could really make a difference on the right-hand side. Um, Still has to work on his crosses, though, but those are getting better. Those are getting better. Um, So, you know, there's something like that. Uh, I think. Are we in a nightclub or something? Yeah, I was going to say, I I forgot to turn the lights back on, so it's okay. Everybody everybody will survive for us. I expect to hear music in the background with all these lights changing. Yeah, it is. Like a crystal ball up in the ceiling. It is. I'll I'll go get you your champagne, right? You want bottle service, I'm sure. Sure. Um, So, so that was so. So, Rolf Felcher is one. And the other one for me is Kai Kareniak. And I've talked about him, and I told you that the Galaxy may or may not sign him. But for me, at a position, the LA. Galaxy are thin at at winger. Um, it's it's one of those guys who I might think about putting on my team, and I think he's been impressive in all of his appearances that he's come in. So, uh, but Nick DePew has been um, solid. It, I, I was talking to somebody and I said you almost forgot he was there in that in that Chicago game, which is exactly what you should see from it's a center like, back. It's just like you don't see you don't like to see a referee take over a game. You want the referee to be invisible. DePew has been that that way too. He's been very solid. He's been very, very solid. solid. Steps up when he needs to. Is physical. Um, he bodied Josie Outdoor in the Toronto game. That was a great performance by him. Um, if you saw that in a regular season game, you would sit there and you might think of him maybe as a man of the match appearance um, with what he was able to do uh, against Josie Outdoor. And granted, again, we, we understand it's preseason. It's preseason Josie Outdoor. And Josie Outdoor is like, I'm not going 100% right now because I don't need to get injured. But still, Josie Outdoor is Josie Outdoor. So, you know, he's no slouch. He's still, he's still going to give some kind of effort and Nick DePew is right there with him yeah he is uh he is so uh just some some guys who have sort of impressed so um that's what you're going to look for can they continue to impress because uh there's a good chance that they could be relying on somebody like Nick DePew coming up against Houston we'll talk about that I love teasing every time I give a, just a little, a little bit by the time we get to the end of the show, there won't be any more to talk about the uh, in this Houston Dynamo game. That's for sure. Um, so uh, it's another thing that that you sort of just just watch and and remember. I, I think it's important to note, Larry, is that this is not a finished product for this team, and True. you don't expect this team to be the same team that enters the playoff stretch down the run. Um, but um, Insua has been has he's been my number two guy. Yeah, Emiliano Insua. He's fun to watch so far, yeah. and we've seen him in one game, and it he wasn't even like, a full ninety minutes. It, it looks like you know certainly creating a good first impression, but if he continues to play like he has been, it looks like the Galaxy have their answer at a left definite back. weakness on the field, left back. Yeah, it is. It could be a it could be a very big thing um, to sort of watch. So, um, and my number one guy. Yeah, yeah. We, we Chris, both agree. Christian Pavone has looked fantastic. Uh, somebody, somebody in the chat room says that you can't count Pavone because he's a soccer god. Um, so like that doesn't even count because he's he's on a different level than everybody else, which is, is true by the he way. Is. He is on a different level. He has looked tremendous, tremendous feet and just quickness and just he looks like he looks like he's ready to challenge for the league MVP award. My one caution, my one precautionary tale that I would say about him just and it's nothing there. It's that he seemed like he was going a hundred miles an hour against preseason MLS sure. and what happens whenever these guys start getting a lot more physical and whenever they start picking up the intensity. Can he still do what he did? Which, by the way, I think he can. 
Um, but it's just one of those things to sort of keep your watch on with Pavone is how effective can he be? And does he play, you know who had a, this problem all the time was Ramon Alessandrini. Does he play too hard, too often, and he leaves himself not being able to play consistently throughout the season? Is he well, up and down? Just, let's just hope he stays healthy. That's it. That's a huge deal as well. Um, so I was going through just sort of MLS sends out packets every week and you sort of get to see what is going on in terms of what storylines they're highlighting and different things. How much blue paper do you use a week? A lot. A lot. I would. Everybody goes, why don't you just put it on your computer? And it's just sometimes you need something in your hand. Yes, and, and that's why. And we talked about you it. You need by the hard way. copy. Yes. This was a question that actually got asked before our live show as we did Q&A as we were waiting for weather systems to pass and lightning clearances to go. But somebody goes, why do you have blue paper? Um, and there's one simple reason that I have blue paper. And if you've never watched the show on YouTube, you're like, he has blue paper. I never knew. Um, but I have blue paper because blue doesn't throw off the white balance as much as white paper does. And so that's why. Um, white paper on a camera especially in some brighter lights and he probably got a much shine. better price on blue paper too. no it's more expensive don't you know it's special everybody has white paper <laughs> you know josh trying to get blue paper and i you know i could have pink or or neon yellow so i went with blue i thought it was a good choice so anyway uh or that's wave green uh, but I went over MLS's, uh, you know, sort of just list of things. And it's funny because they always sort of show different things and they, they're trying to highlight MLS. But I thought this was in- interesting. Uh, the leading goal scorers, goal, goal scorers worldwide in 2019 calendar year. Um, there are a bunch of there are actually three. And I think the top 15 um, that play in Major League Soccer. Uh, Carlos Vela over LAFC had 34 goals. Zlatan Ibrahimovic had 30 goals. Uh, and Joseph Martinez had 27. Um, and so the top score, goal scorer is somebody who I would never, ever be able to. It's it's Hamdala at Al Nasser FC. Uh, and he had 35 goals. And then you had Messi with 34 goals. Uh, Vela with 34. Mbappe uh, with 31. Uh, Sorga, uh, which I believe actually transferred in to Major League Soccer now, uh, had 31 goals. Uh, you had Lewandowski with 31 goals, Zlatan Ibrahim with 30. I just thought it was Can interesting. Can you pronounce that first name again? Which one? The first name, the top guy? No, I'm just... Requ- <laughs> I, I don't blame you, no. Don't try. Abdurazak? Sounds like somebody from Saudi Arabia or maybe uh, yeah, or, I mean, or it, the Middle it, East. It's, I think it's Saudi Arabia. It's, okay, like, it's yeah. Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's Al Nasser FC. Um, but it's Abdurazak Amdala. That's Yikes. what I'm going to go with. Okay. Yikes. I, I my, my name pronunciation. It takes me yeah. like months to figure out names I, I in the shower. Tr- I wouldn't know? even try that name. I'm glad you did. Uh, DC United carry a record shutout streak into the new season. Now, you say, Josh, why do we care about DC United? And I tell you, you're right. You shouldn't care about DC United, except that whenever they put the list of record consecutive minutes without allowing a goal, the LA Galaxy pop up on the list, and that's why I wanted to do it. Um, the LA Galaxy sit, sit third all time with consecutive minutes without allowing a goal, and it was in the 2009 to 2010 season. So 2009 season to 2010, 612 total minutes of shutout soccer. Uh, the Houston Dynamo actually from 610 2007 to 722 2007 uh, had 727 minutes, and DC United sitting at 504. The LA Galaxy actually appear on this list twice, and from 2006, from June of 2006 to July of 2006, the LA Galaxy had 521 minutes of how, shutout how, soccer. Um, how many minutes was the number one? Uh... 727 you for the Houston. How long that That's is? a long time. That's like eight matches. But when you look at this and sort of say, okay, when was the most recent one? Atlanta United has the most recent in 2019 with 521 minutes. Columbus had one in 2018 with 512 minutes, and DC United's streak is current. So 504 minutes as they rock and roll. So anyway, That's almost six matches. That's still a long, it's long 
long time. It's a long time. It always is. So I just wanted to sort of highlight some of that stuff as I pulled it That's out, cool. and, and you can you can sort of you know do with that what you will. That's well, thank fine. you for the information. You're you're welcome. Uh, but the LA Galaxy and and people on the podcast know I've brought this up before. The, the LA Galaxy pop up on most of the lists that they throw out. So it's even always the list fun. you don't want to even the list you Absolutely. don't want to throw out. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll especially when it comes that. to defense. Oh boy. Yep. That's right. Uh, all right. So we continue now. Um, and why don't we get to some questions before we get like too much further? I don't want to go right. completely off the rails. Actually, before we even get to questions, Just as long as you don't get too personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, don't worry there. Nobody, okay. nobody okay. wants to know anything Just about soccer related. You. Okay. That's good. Before we even get to the questions, let me remind everybody, uh, in the middle of the show, instead of at the beginning or at the end, why not? Uh, if you're in the middle of the show, you're here. Uh, we do have a corner of the galaxy t-shirt right now up for sale. It is our top. 50. We have the top 50 cities and the top 50 countries that listen to Corner of the Galaxy. Go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, click on shop. Shirts are about $20. I get $5 of that, and so that'll go into the COG slush fund so we can provide Larry with lunches. And, How many have you sold so far? Uh, we were about 20, almost 30, I think. That's good. Something that's like that. good. Very it's good. close. I so, mean, they, but, but they haven't been available very long, so that's no. good. It's a good start. You have until March 11th to order those, so what happens is you order, they put them in one batch, and then they print them all at once, and that's sort of it. These are all guaranteed to print, so 20 dollars plus the shipping uh and i don't handle any of this it's great somebody else handles all of this including the shipping and i'll eventually just get my shirt so so far i've made i've purchased enough shirts or people have purchased enough shirts to pay for my two shirts that i ordered so you know that's very always good, good. no good. We're, we're well past that excellent uh the other thing i wanted to highlight of course is uh our band here our cog band of of podcast hosts uh we have all of our cartoons our band of outcasts yeah our oscar our oscar rosales did a great job of, of drawing everybody else we had we had eric and i last year and we added sophie and larry and kevin um to it and so we have i like a, kevin's short and squat and gray hair and gray beard it's I, perfect. I like kevin's it's, and sophie's still the best in man city colors right man and city you have colors. your little twitter with it says larry morgan yep. not on twitter and i'm a full head above everybody else you are that height thing was important so we made sure that happened <laughs> for you uh corner of the galaxy.com click on the shop button you'll see those stickers there so uh get those if you want and if not that's fine too i love the eric stickers handed out, eric handed out a lot of his hammer stickers at the show over he the did weekend. he did he did well uh with his little hammers and i actually have some 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 patos as well that i might put up for sale so uh we'll see if we have those uh as well now before we again we get to questions i have to touch on one more thing that i wanted to talk about and chicharito is getting to be quite the fan of the la lakers uh as at laker games and in those aeg sideline seats uh very often um and so he was there with his wife sarah uh and the one big thing uh that was sort of highlighted more than anything else here larry was uh, wow. Chicharito's shirt, which, yeah. by the way, from one picture that the Lakers took, I think, of him on, the, he's it's a side profile, so it looks like he just has a Hawaiian shirt on, but then it's whenever not. you see the actual picture, it's like a half-and-half half shirt. Now, the Galaxy came out and tweeted and said it's called Fashion Honey. It, right? looks, like his, it looks like the family dog tore it apart, tore two shirts apart, and they stitched, to, and they stitched <laughs> together the halves that they could salvage. I mean, oh. you should see this thing. Oh man! You should see this thing. It's just—it's crazy. Now, uh, Amelia Lopez, who's one of uh, one of the reporters up in the press box, who is a good friend of the show. I know I've known Amelia for a long time. She had the best tweet about it, though. Um, and she said, no one's ever gone full L.A. like this so quickly, right? And I thought that was classic. So uh, that was good stuff. I just thought it was funny. We I liked his wife's boots, too. They, hey, sh she has great style. I'm not yeah. worried about her, yeah. okay? Him, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder. 
You right. will not make Mr. Blackwell's list wearing that shirt. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the questions now. I went off to my favorite friends over at LA Galaxy Reddit, uh, and I said, hey, give me some questions you guys want us to a- ask and or want us to answer, and I will try to get through as many of them as possible. And then as soon as we're done with this, we'll give you that injury update, and we'll get you ready for the Houston Dynamo. So uh, let's start. GalaxyFan89 on Reddit said, as reports are that a decision on Pavone's purchase needs to be made by July. Some reports are at $20 million, while back Baxter reports via Dennis DeClosa, the price is less. If the purchase of uh, Pavone goes through, the Galaxy would have to negotiate salary as well as length of contract. So my question is, at $17 million, which is, I think, a good guess. That's just me adding. $17 million, uh, how long would the length of Pavone's new contract have to be to make the purchase price worth it? And if Pavone is unwilling to extend past this season for European aspirations, is it worth it to purchase him anyways if it looks like we have a chance for the title come summertime? I'd say it'll have to be at least a three-year contract. I think three years is probably pretty good. If Jonathan Dos Santos can sign a multi-year contract, I think he signed a five-year deal. It's got to be at least three years, and I would lean more heavily towards four years. I think that um, five years is the max contract you can sign anyway. So, um, So three years sounds reasonable. Here's the thing, though. If you're signing Pavone and you're doing with that amount of money, you're you're thinking to yourself that you're going to sell him and you're going to make money on the on the back end. So if you're going to send, so in my mind, the length of contract doesn't matter. Even if it's for one year and you pay him seventeen million dollars, you just have to understand that you're going to be leaning heavily on the fact that you're going to sell him and that he's going to go to Europe and you're going to get forty or fifty million dollars for him. And whenever that happens, is you get all you know, you get your money back. Yeah, I mean, I said this before. After watching him play last year when he was tremendous and watching him in the preseason, he looks even better. I've said this before. I'll say it again. My humble opinion, you tell Boca Juniors, here's a blank check. You write the figure you want on that check, and we'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there is some of that. As long as there are not more than six zeros. Yes, yes, yes. Um, no, it's... it's it's. I, listen, I think it'll happen. I don't know about the validity of these reports that say July 1st. I haven't been told that those are accurate. We know the $20 million number, at least according to Dennis, is not accurate. So if you're yeah. leaning on that number, I'm already questioning sort of the report, but we'll pretend that that's all true. I'd but say it's got to be $15 million. If I if I had to guess, I think it's between ten and fifteen million. 10 so 15, I, I think twelve, okay. thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Those those are probably good guesses. It'll probably watch. It'll be nineteen point five million. It's well less than twenty million. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it is. Uh, let's go to Esteban uh, B sixty five, and he says, "What is the health status of Steris, Jonathan Dos Santos, and what has been uncovered about Katai's fitness?" Now it's interesting. We'll talk about the injury report. Let's do that now instead of you know doing it later. We'll just throw it right into all this um, as we talk about the injuries and the injury report, um, what we have is we have four injuries I think that we know of. Um, we know Jonathan Dos Santos with the groin. We know Dan Steris is injured, but unknown unspecified. what unspecified what it is. Efrain Alvarez with his ankle, and we know Efrain will be out at least several months. Well, we don't know that. Okay, now here's the thing. I I understand where if you're coming from. Ligament damage, a high ankle sprain, ligament damage. He's got to be out at least two months. I I understand where you're coming from, yeah. but I will say the same thing that I said to Kevin whenever Kevin said Alan Franco was coming, which is. Just be cautious with sure. it, and let's see where it ends. Sure. You, be patient. Be patient. You could sure. be a hundred percent right. True. Um, but anyway, so so now that's Efrain. Now, how often have I been wrong on injuries? A, a lot. 
a lot. lot. I'm sure. Well, there's no, <laughs> nobody's keeping track, so true, I can say true. a lot and okay. be right. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, and then Danilo Acosta has the ACL surgery. We don't know that Katai is injured, but we do feel that there is a fitness issue of some sort because he's been getting pulled out of games. Now, I don't think that expect, uh, affects anything on Saturday. I think they play him and he goes 80 minutes, 90 minutes. He could probably play the whole game on Saturday, but it, it seems like they have been cautious with him Very leading him, up yes. to it. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos is out, ruled out for this weekend by Guillermo Barrascoleto. Larry, you told me that. Um, so if you're if it's wrong, I blame you. But I know everybody reported I'm, as well. I'm very, very rarely wrong. This is true. Uh, so Jonathan Dos Santos out for this weekend, which is probably smart, even though he is back to full training with the LA Galaxy. And so and, is Steris. And so is Steris. Steris is unknown whether about right. his I status. tried to talk to Steris today, but uh, you, a member of the Galaxy staff, who shall go nameless, and we both know, uh, did not permit me to talk to him. I, I, I just want to know, is he good to go? Is he ready to play? And the answer was... He's back at full training. He's back at full training, and, and, and you didn't I get said, to talk I to him. I said, I just want to talk to him. He's back at full training. And you didn't get to talk to didn't him, get which, to talk which to him. indicates to you and to me that Dan Starris probably isn't playing this weekend either. But that's one of those things where you sit there as a club, and I know why they do it, is they consider it a competitive advantage thing. So they're trying to keep Bruce people Arena guessing. Bruce Arena was huge. Bruce Arena hated talking about injuries. Yep, yep. I don't know. You know, it is what it is. Um, so Nick DePew, look for Nick DePew to start in central defense. I think that's the case. Uh, we already talked about Efrain Alvarez talked about Danilo Acosta. So, I mean, that, I think that sort of answers the question. Uh, one of the things uh, Esteban said was, uh, why not reach out to Drini, out Roman Alessandrini, build a contract based on incentives. One, they probably don't have the money. Two, Alessandrini probably doesn't want to take the pay cut that they're wanting to offer. And I'm talking about a gigantic, huge pay cut that would probably be paying Roman Alessandrini somewhere between three and $700,000 or probably less than that. That's just a fraction of what he made. And it's a fraction. It's, and I wouldn't accept it either. It, it, and I don't blame him. And, that's, yeah. and the Galaxy may not even even offered it knowing that that's how much it was going to be because they know. Um, you know, uh, Esteban also asked why they didn't go after Bradley Wright Phillips as LAFC did and then landed them. I would imagine it's probably a salary cap issue more than anything else. Um, that seems to be sort of the uh, the case. Well, plus it might be the case too that LAFC might have been the first team to contact them. And a lot of athletes, college pros, like to do business with the first team that uh, pursued him. Yeah, it, it very well uh, could be. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kiki NJ seventeen says, "Do you think the game is going to start at twelve thirty or one p.m.? I know last year some games said time." Uh, said a time, but actually we're 30 minutes later because of TV pregame. I work at 2.30 p.m., so I'm hoping it starts exactly at 12.30. I'd don't, say closer to 12.45. And that seems like 12, at the very earliest, it would be a 12.37. Although it's not an ESPN game, so it's, maybe there won't be as much pregame yeah, but, frivolity. But, yeah, yeah, but it's it's Univision, and Univision. they have Chicharito to talk about. True. So I, you, it could be a 12.51 kickoff whenever you get to that. Just tune in at 12.30. Not, yeah, I would say 12.30. Unfortunately, uh, I don't know that you're going to get to watch the whole game before you have to go to work. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from uh, DSNow04. Says, most of the concern coming into this season was our defense, and rightfully so. However, I believe our offense is looking a little weak in terms of depth. depth. Yes, I understand some parts are interchangeable, and you'd hope that our three up top wouldn't miss time all at the same time, but where's our depth up top? Zubak, Wild, where's our change of pace, guys, coming off the bench? Think uh, Fabio Alvarez, uh, Oriol Antuna, even Boateng. Thoughts, concerns? Uh, yeah, there. I think we've talked. Here's the thing, and there's a rotational thing that can happen, so if you're thinking about depth 
up top. You could put Pavone up top, and you could slide Leggett out wide, and he could play either wing, and now all of a sudden you have a Perry Kitchen comes into the middle, and you have a perfectly serviceable lineup. So I think you can handle one or two injuries um, in that way of rotating, but you're right. There's not a like-for-like, like, and you certainly don't have the backup striker in terms of experience with Zubac and Wild that you would want. Right, and will there be anybody scoring the amount of goals Laton scored last year? Chances are probably not, no, but yeah. I think they'll be fine with Pavone, Chicharito handling most of the scoring duties, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be they'll be more dangerous than just everything feeding into Zlatan and crosses from all over the field. But I think here, be a lot more dangerous. But here's where I agree with this too: is that um, I talked about it. I said this team isn't as talented, and he he hits at it. Where the Fabio Alvarez, Oriol Antuna, um, you know, even the Ima Boateng, and he talks about changes of pace. It's not as talented as um, as it was last year, but. I think it's going to be a better team, and that may mean better results. It may mean worse results, um, but we're going to have to see. I think that the attacking core up front is going to score a lot of goals. Do they score a lot of goals starting off right away? I don't know. Uh, but is that attacking front capable of scoring six goals in a game? Absolutely. Give two to everybody and call it a day. Yeah. Sure. Um, so that could happen. Uh, okay. So let's go to uh, Danger TRL. And Danger uh, says. Danger yeah. TRL. Yes. Um, Total request, request live. live. Yeah, I was going to go old MTV restrooms. <laughs> I have a feeling that's not it. Um, seems Dennis DeClosa is keeping true to his promise of creating a pathway from the academy to the first team. Are the academy and G2 uh, teaching the GBS system? Can we both be a selling team that develops young players while also being a buying team that builds their starting lineup on experienced international talent? Um, as far as the academy, they are teaching systems um, all throughout and should have a pretty um, pretty focused uh, curriculum from the Academy all the way up into LA Galaxy 2 and into Guillermo. Now, it might not be the exact same system, but the interchanges and the way that, you know, the general philosophy of the club should be uh, resulted all the way through. I haven't been down to the Academy in a while. And I haven't seen a lot. So it's one of those things that's on my list to sort of talk to some of those guys and find out exactly what's going on. But um, it's something It's something you could, it's a good question to ask. Well, just think of all the guys who have been brought up and signed the contracts uh, since this new regime took over. There was a time not too long ago when very, very few players were brought up from Gal or, or the Academy. I mean, since uh, Teclosa and uh, Scloto, they came aboard. Uh, it's it's great. Just finally giving some of these young, talented guys a chance. Yeah, and, and by the way, you can be a selling team that develops young players while also be a buying team. It just You do it positionally. Um, I think that's where it struggles a little bit, which is that you know the Galaxy are going to go out and get big-name players to be their offensive players. So what are you doing with the offensive talent you have at the lower levels and sort of how that comes up? So I, I just think that's the big question. How, does, how do you fix that paradox? Because um, you can't be both. Um, and I think we've seen that, that you can't be both. Um, here's one from uh, The Bully 77. The uh, Bully? Yeah, this is good. What would your screen name be on uh, Reddit, Larry? Larry Morgan is on Reddit? <laughs> All right, Sir Larry Morgan. That's Sir, Sir Larry Morgan Esquire? Yes. Larry um, Morgan Esquire. Once, that sounds good. Yeah, I figured you'd like that one. Uh, once Stairs is back on the team, does this is from The Bully 77. Once Stairs is back on the team, does GBS sit Depew or Peepo? Ooh. Oh man, good question. You know, I'm I might be in the minority on this, but I don't think Gonzalez has looked that bad in preseason. Um, there's a protocol that starters do not lose their their starting positions because of injuries. So I think I think Steris will start alongside Gonzalez, and Depew will go to the bench. That's that's just the way it's been since I've been covering sports for who knows how how long. I think Depew goes to the bench, even though Depew has been very very good. 
Um, here's, I don't think Gonzalez has been that bad. I'm, I know I know a lot of people might not agree, but I don't think he's been that bad. That's uh, We're going to go back to Danger TRL. He has another question. I thought it was good. Okay. He says, with increased LA Galaxy coverage by Mexican media combined with his performance at the U-17 World Cup, have uh, what are the expectations for Efrain Alvarez? Um, and he says that you know they've been really high among Mexican fans. Uh, assuming as he is healthy, where does Efrain Alvarez fit on this team? Is loaning, in, loaning him out an option um, or maybe trying him at a different position. It's going to be very interesting to see how he recovers from this ankle injury. Uh, will it set him back? Uh, time will tell. Um, he certainly showed flashes of brilliance when he first came on, came on the scene last year. Um, I'm going to be very curious to see how, how he reacts. Uh, that's is certainly an unfinished product. Uh, Scalotto and Tocloso really tried to protect him last year because of his age. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens to him. Yeah. He certainly has the talent to be a very good player, but will he be a quick healer? Will, will he be a slow healer? Will he get lost in the shuffle? Who knows? Can, can I be? I'll be honest. Let's let me be honest for sure. a second. Uh, when are you not? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I I get I get sideways. Um, this is going to be me being honest. I don't know that he has a place on this team right now. Uh, when you look at the at what position he'd be playing, he'd be coming in for Sebastian Legette, which is fine. But in what position are you going to take Sebastian Legette out for Efrain Alvarez? If it's late in the game, you're asking you know a young kid to sort of produce. And as we've seen, he has absolute moments of brilliance, uh, and nobody can deny that. And I think we've seen that tremendous at, left foot too. At tremendous left foot, and when he's playing. Playing against kids his age or his age group or even one age group up, he seems to have the ability to do things that that most people can't. Um, but what we've seen in Major League Soccer is that that hasn't translated so far. And in fact, uh, with a few exceptions, uh, he's disappeared from games. Um, so this has to be a growing year for him. I'm not sure this is the make or break year for him. And clearly with the injury, it's certainly not starting out well. Um, but in my mind, he gets some more first team minutes. He trains with the first team. He fights for that spot. Uh, he may get some cleanup minutes here and there, and if he proves himself and does things in those cleanup minutes, he'll earn himself more minutes. But if he doesn't, he goes back to the offseason this year, and he knows that he has to make a real impact the next year. And I don't think that's not being fair to him, but if you've seen something from him in, in MLS that I haven't seen, um, like I said, there's moments of brilliance, absolutely, but there's also moments of you need a game changer, and he's been put in to change the game, and instead he's disappeared. It's like the Galaxy are playing with 10 players out there. So there's a lot on rave the bottom at he did, one he, time. He did, and I understand. The, but that the, was the er, but that was early on. So I, in my mind right now, the more finished product, and he's only a year older, is Julian Araujo, and Araujo has a real chance to make an impact yes, on this he team does. this year. He's he, looked excellent too in preseason. He has a chance. He to looks take, like a man this year. He does, and he and he looks like he has a chance to push Rolf Felcher off the starting block, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So again. Um, for me, I'm not as high on Efrain Alvarez this season as maybe I have been in previous seasons, especially not seeing what he's done in Major League Soccer. But that doesn't mean that I, he can't make a contribution and that he won't make a contribution. So um, that's that's sort of where we're at right now um, with those questions. And thank you, Reddit community. I always the redditors are always very good thank at asking questions. Thank you, redditors. Very good yes, questions. They, very they're, good. They're on top of things. I like yes, it. They it's, are. it's a little easier for me to gather than uh, than some of the other ones on Twitter and that type of thing. Uh, rumor update here, real quick for you, because there's not much to talk about. Uh, Alan Franco, uh, he did play. Are in, these rumors ever going to go away? No. Well, I don't know. This one might die. It, it seems like it's certainly circling the drain at the moment. 
Uh, so Alan Franco uh, played with Independiente today. They ended up losing the game, but actually advanced in the Sudamericana, the, the the South American tournament, which is not good news for the LA Galaxy. If had they have gotten knocked out, there may have been better news for the Galaxy. But I don't know. Dennis sort of seems to maybe have even parked this one. Uh, this may be a summer signing now instead of it being um, coming right now, which is, I think, unfortunate. But that doesn't mean that Dennis won't go out and try something else. He may, you know, abandon this Franco deal altogether. But for me, uh, you know, we were at four stars before. I would I would throttle that back. I'm not allowed to do half stars because I refuse to make graphics for half stars. But for me, it's like two and a half stars. Two now. and a half stars? I was going to say three stars, but yeah. yeah. Two, two and a half? Okay. Okay. It's not horrible. It's still there. Would um, that half star be hand-drawn or is, yeah, there, is pro- there a graphic? It probably would have to be hand-drawn. Eric, Eric is doing the grading the galaxy thing where he's grading players this year. And so he said, hey, can you make me? He was sort of saying, well, actually, I told him, I go, I'll make the graphics for you, but you have to make a decision. No half stars. So it's either a full star or no or no stars. So just you, I'm not doing half stars and creating all that stuff. And so he's like, okay. So people are already like, where's the half star, man? Couldn't you get three and a half star? No. There, this is my. Are there are there half stars above the LA Galaxy? Stand firm no. on that. On that. Uh, no, on make that a decision. Yeah, make a decision. Firm. All right. Uh, the other rumor that was out there was Jurgen Dam to the LA Galaxy uh, from Liga MX. Right now, it seems not to th- be confused with Yella Van Dam. Correct, different guy. Uh, Jurgen uh, Jurgen Dam, uh, Mexican uh, international. He had some caps. Uh, I think he's twelve. uh, capped 12 times for the Mexican national team. Um, Right now, the rumor is that he had signed a pre-contract with MLS to join a club in the summer, and the LA Galaxy in Houston were one of those teams. Well, Atlanta was also one of those teams, and apparently the update is that Atlanta is the front runner for him right now. I was just going to say that, yes. So apparently the contract's already done. If I had some good like league contacts, we could figure out what it is, but I don't, so you don't have to worry about that at all. Um, so that's sort of the rumors. You have your injury updates. You have all of your stuff that sort of happened. Um, so now I think there's only one thing we can do, which is get ready for the Houston game. Oh, that's right, the Houston game. That's, that's right. right. We that's get, right. They're th- playing. That's right. Actual, uh, there's actual, actual games to talk game. about. Now, uh, I know people were excited that the live show that Eric got to do a dramatic intro, which was which was fun to see, right? Everybody enjoyed that. Um, so Larry Morgan says that he's totally prepared to do a well, dramatic. Well, not totally prepared, but uh, I can at least give it a shot. You're going you're gonna to try. Right, you said you were going to try, right? That's what you. Yeah, were so- but I yeah. don't know. I'm getting kind of queasy about it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think do, I think let's let Eric do all the all the uh, dramatic I intros. Mean, there's there's no way that I can sit here and do one as good as Eric. I'll, I'm going to be honest true, with that. Okay, true. let's don't even try. I can tr- I can give you something. I can have dramatic music okay. play. All I know is is there is there playing at Alphabet Park, otherwise known as BBVA Stadium. Yes, that is correct. It is at BBVA Stadium. By the way, did you hear the new anthem, the MLS anthem? I did. What did you think of? Now, I'm well, just, when when I when I heard heard it was by uh, by Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer uh-huh. I thought I thought this guy was the same guy I used to play in the jazz fusion group, the Mahavishnu Orchestra, but it wasn't. That was somebody else. I heard it. Um, I've never been a big fan of the. Of the anthem anyway, right? Kind of corny, right? But you know, this is uh, uh, this is pure uh, Hans Zimmer. This is like yeah. if you distilled Hans Zimmer down to a single drop of Hans Zimmer. This is what you would get if you got it. He's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, he is Inception. Well, at least it's not Kazoo's. They, they, there's a there's a Netflix documentary about movie uh, composers in the modern day and going back. So it talks a little bit about it. Um, but they obviously talk about Hans Zimmer, and I always remember the one thing they said about Hans Zimmer is that he's the rock star of composers. 
Um, and oh it's totally true in terms of what he puts together. I like it because I love Hans Zimmer, and I like how it sort of people go, that's going to sound stupid. I think it's going to be great just sort of building up. I would play it for everybody so they could hear it, but everybody knows MLS would file a copyright claim on me like immediately, so we're Is not going to do that. Well, can you hum it? I will not. Thank okay. you very much. Okay. I don't know how to hum some synthy some th- synthy strings. Some synthesizer strings. Yeah. It's it's listen. It's at home in the club as okay. much as it as much as it could do be at uh, at the sporting park okay. or anywhere else. It's it's everything. But, so. But as far as those dramatic intros we were talking about, Eric, that's your uh, domain. We entrust that over to you. I will not uh, infringe upon your territory. You can do those. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Fine. Oh, no. The LA Galaxy will take on the Houston Dynamo coming up on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. The game can be found on Univision. It's a deja vu for the LA Galaxy who will play technically back-to-back games against the Houston Dynamo. They finished the regular season with them, and now they will go and start the regular season of 2020 with them. The Galaxy are 13-8-3 in season openers all time and 7-9-8 road openers, meaning that it's going to be a tough hill to climb against Tab Ramos and the Houston Dynamo. Can the Galaxy travel to Houston, a place they have not had very much luck. In fact, they do not have a winning uh, record against them. Overall, 11, 12, and 7, and outscored 42 to 39 all time against the Houston Dynamo, and outscored 26 to 20 in a 5, 8, and 3 record at BBVA at Houston. If so, there's one thing the Galaxy's favor, as you said earlier, Josh, they're not playing there in the summer. So now that you interrupted my my sorry. dramatic user, I thought you were done. I'm no, sorry. I mean, I'm I, I apologize. People are going to get angry anyway. Okay. I can't do it as good as Eric does. So uh, anyway, still, that's you did a pretty darn good job. That's okay. that's what I got right now. You know, so you could have finished yeah. it with something like. Can the LA Galaxy get the big victory to kick off 2020? We'll find out on Saturday, LA Galaxy versus the Houston Dynamo. All right, that was it. Nice. Nice, quick, succinct, effective... Excellent. All right, let's talk about this game. Okay. Uh, now oh, that's right. Got, there is a game. That's right. Th- there is an actual game. Um, as we sort of talked about, you know, Houston finished 10th in the Western Conference in 29. The LA Galaxy finished 5th. 10, uh, 3, and 4 season uh, last, last year for the Houston Dynamo. Very up and down. Um, you know, and that was a 10-3-4 season at home, I should say, um, at home for the Houston Dynamo. So as we talked about, I remember the, the end of last year, it was sort of Houston's going to be a tough place to play because they're good at home. Uh, they've always been good at home. And as a matter of fact, uh, Houston has a ridiculous record right now at, in their last eight home openers. They're 6-0-2 since 2012. Now, my question about this game is I can't remember the last time the Galaxy played Houston this early in the season. Usually when they have, it's been in the summer, and 140 degrees, like 200% humidity, yeah. both teams struggle up and down the field. I can't remember them playing at Houston this early in the season. I just can't uh, remember uh, yeah, it's, the last time they yeah, played it, at this it, time of the year, which is, I think, certainly can it, help it, the Galaxy. Yeah, it can. Uh, right now, if we're looking at the weather, uh, a 2.30 p.m. Uh, kickoff time uh, in Houston for this game. Uh, it's supposed to be 75 degrees and about nice. 27% humidity. That's awesome. Um, Perfect conditions. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of wind south at 12 miles an hour. It increases a little bit during the game south at 13 miles per hour. It's sunny, so it will be warm, but 75 degrees is much better than, like you said, 104 degrees and everything else. And some writers were talking today about uh, round trip airfare to Houston out of, out of 
LAX is dirt cheap. So there, you everybody can For go. Anybody last interested minute, in right? going, uh, it might be the might be a good time to uh, hop on a plane and fly out there. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about five thirty eight, and as you know on this podcast, uh, we're big fans of five thirty eight and what they do, and sort of gives you a good idea of what to look for. Um, I, I said, thought it was eight o'clock, not five, not five thirty eight. Yeah, um, five thirty eight dot com, and you have to spell it out if you want to go there. Does do basically match predictions on these, and it always gives us at least something to talk about. So we like to do it. Now, I promised Eric, because Eric's going to be back next week, I promised him we wouldn't do a full like Western Conference recap that we could look at 538 stuff, but what we can do is look at this game. Uh, and right now, the Houston Dynamo are favored to win this game. They're 44% uh, to win. The LA Galaxy are 36% to win, and there's a 21% chance at a draw. Now, here's the thing. Uh, you look at that and say, okay, uh, you know, if you think the Galaxy are going to win this game, then, you know, how come they're the underdog on the road? Well, most teams are underdogs on the road. In fact, out of all the games, 13 games being played, 26 total teams, out of all the games, only two home teams are home dogs, home underdogs. Nashville is a 30% chance to win against Atlanta's 45%, that game being played in Nashville. And uh, the other one is Sporting Kansas City being 40% favored to win over Vancouver's 36%. That game is at Vancouver. And I'll tell you... That's, I would take Vancouver any day of the year. I said that's what I would... Yep. Like. On yep. that field, this time, take sorry, Vancouver. Sorry to beat you to it. No, it, it is. But here's the thing is you might want to watch that game as well. That's a 7.30 p.m. kickoff time on ESPN+. Plus, Vancouver will host Sporting Kansas City because, of course, the LA Galaxy play Vancouver next week. Um, so it's something to watch. Uh, as Eric and I were discussing via text message today, he says 538 does not like Vancouver this year. So uh, understand where they're sort of coming from uh, and the players they have. So again, 36% uh, for Vancouver, 40%. The LA Galaxy... 36% chance to win, which is one of the higher road team's chances of winning um, to Houston's 44%. I see the Galaxy winning this game 2-1. to 2-1. to one. Uh, this uh, I would say this this game screams draw all over it, um, but everybody knows Guillermo Barros-Coloto does not draw. No, he does not. He tries to win, and when he doesn't win, he, he does. loses. That's right. Uh, and <laughs> so those are the only two acceptable uh, answers. Bruce and, Arena would love a draw. Oh, absolutely. He would take a draw in a heartbeat. And I think if you're missing Jonathan Dos Santos, if you're missing Daniel Starez, you sort of have to sit there and say, okay, does it make sense that maybe a draw and a point away from it's a point stolen on the road? Why not take a point? Okay, in your humble expert opinion, who yes. starts in place of Jonathan Dos Santos? Uh, I think you're going to see a midfield of Sebastian Legette. I think you're going to see Sasha Kleschen, and it's going to be one of either Corona or Perry Kitchen. And I think I think Perry Kitchen is going to start. Okay, so you think Perry Kitchen? I will say Joe Corona okay. might start, but you, okay. I, I actually Perry I, Kitchen has looked very good in preseason too. He has looked solid. Yeah, um, that's for sure. So anyway, that's sort of where we sit on this game. Uh, Houston has a new head coach. We, I talked about it in that really horrible, awful, awful, awful preview. Uh, Wasn't that Ramos, awful? Wasn't it, that awful? Come it was on. mediocre. Oh, was I mean, right. having yeah. not written anything out like it was Eric accept- does, more than acceptable. You know, uh, that's that. That's it. Wasn't bad. Um, so anyway, so uh, but Tab Ramos is the new head coach. They have uh, Mauro Manotas, uh, Albert Elise, um, and then Darwin Quintero came over from Minnesota. Very good player. Very uh, dangerous. They have a former Croatian youth international, Marco Americ, uh, or Maric, uh, and could also be their number one goalkeeper. So just sort of keep an eye on Houston. Um, you know, they're missing guys like Age Della Garza. Uh, they're missing uh, guys like Demarcus Beasley, who were such a stalwart uh, for them uh, over the last couple of years. So uh, this is an adjustment here for Houston. Uh, it's certainly an adjustment here. Speaking of AJ, where is he now? Miami. Miami. Okay. 
Yeah, with David Inter- Beckham. Inter Miami, which is playing in Fort Lauderdale. With David Beckham. With David Beckham. That's okay. right. Um, okay. New York, by the way, I was just looking at the 538 stats. Uh, the most lopsided one I can see is the New York Red Bulls are facing off against FC Cincinnati, who doesn't have a head coach because he said racist things. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Good times. Uh, 79% chance of winning at home over FC wow. Cincinnati, who has a 7% chance of winning. Wow. Uh, the other lopsided one is uh, the Noisy Neighbors uh, are are hosting Inter-Miami, and Inter-Miami has just a 16% chance to win over a 66% chance to win at home for LAFC. So those are sort of the, the outliers there in the lopsided. I like the that, lopsided. the Noisy Neighbors. That's a very good description. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very good. Uh, all right, so you said 2-1 for I the LA Galaxy. I LA Galaxy. I think, and remember, they don't draw. Uh, that's not in Guillermo's uh, category. It doesn't happen. So in my mind, this is a two-two draw. Uh, two-two. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I remember, and, and by the Fairly way, high scoring. Okay. I preface that by saying that the LA Galaxy don't draw, um, but they're going to draw this game. Two-two. It'll it'll be on accident. They might have to come back late in order to score a goal in order for it to be a draw. So it's. Still, I think they would accept a draw very very readily. Th- I think they, probably, they would be happy with a draw. They probably wouldn't even like go over to uh, to uh, Houston if they said you could just have a draw right here. Um, and see how that goes. Now, I do want to highlight one more thing, and I apologize. Will Chicharito score in the opener? Yes. I think um, he will, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about him. Uh, I'm not either. A lot of people are, but, yeah, no, but no. patience, people. Patience. This guy is going to be fine. No, no, no. He's fine. Um, but I do want to get to one more thing, and somebody asked me on Reddit if I could highlight the watch parties. And uh, between the Angel City Brigade, the LA Riot Squad, the Galaxians, the Galaxy Outlaws, and all of that part of the Victoria block there, they have put together, what, like something like 22 watch parties. Fantastic. Uh, that are in... Los Angeles, by in the way. In and around Los Angeles. In and around. This is the L.A. that I know, and that includes Las Vegas. And that I know, too. Yeah, this is this is what um, what you're used to seeing whenever we talk about L.A. and what that L.A. area is. Um, so Long Beach has the Stash Bar, Hermosa Beach Underground Pub, Lawndale Brooklyn Bar, Montebello El Pescador, uh, Eagle Rock Pub 1954, Torrance Yorkshire Square Brewery. Uh, I'm going to keep going. Downtown L.A., Tom's Urban, West L.A., Rocco's Tavern, Studio City, Fox and Hounds, Southgate, Hops and Barley, Long Beach, Ambitious Ales, Carson, El Pescador, El Pescador. Um, uh, the San Fernando Valley is Springbok Bar and Grill in Van Nuys, uh, French Valley Pizza Factory, West Covina, Anna's Pizza, Lake Forest, The Pub, 21 Plus, um, Union Barber and Beer Lounge in Corona, uh, Riverside, Wicks Brewing, Rancho Cucamonga, Diplomat Bar and Grill, Bakersfield, Agave Grill, San Diego, RIP Current, or excuse me, RIP, it's Rip Current Brewing, uh, Tustin at the All Dubliner, not too far from the uh, studio here, Anaheim, Tony's Deli, and Las Vegas Crown and Anchor Pub in Las Vegas, Nevada. I wonder how long it would take to go from location to location, make a brief appearance. I wonder how long that would take. Probably well, about eight hours. Well, if you if you make it to Las and, Vegas, and there's, a fi- the there's a five and a half true, hour drive true, yeah, in there. Yeah. So okay, oh, thirteen hours. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to take you a little long. So anyway, will uh, you be making appearances at any of these locations? Again, no. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's babysitting day. That, yeah, it's right. babysitting day. Sunday is, or Saturday is prime babysitting day. Uh, Sunday is prime babysitting day. So I'll, I'll be doing that. But I, I encourage you. Listen, uh, head to Angel City Brigade. Head to LA Riot squad go on their social media accounts and they have all this information for you the galaxians have it you know victoria block galaxy outlaws all that stuff put together you can find it in multiple places and i retweet and post on my socials as much as i can so that way you guys can watch this as well and i promise sometime this year i will make it out to some brew, some some watch parties i'll let you know whenever i do that uh and maybe i'll bring the bring the kid with me yeah, why not right yeah he can he can be my designated driver that's he's, right he's like almost two almost three months old so 
Uh, we're getting Very there. Nice. We're getting there. All right. Larry, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Because I think we've talked about everything. Yeah, I, no, sir. Uh, just anxious to see the season start. I'm glad it's here. Um, I have high hopes for this team. I think it's very talented. I think it's going to do quite well. I'm anxious to see uh, Chicharito score his first goal. People, Like I said before, people are kind of wondering when he will score. He will score, people. Give him a break. Give him a chance. He will be fine. Uh, just looking to see... Uh, See what will happen. I think the Galaxy is going to have one of its better years this season. I like a lot about this team. I you, really do. It feels more like a team. That's it for does. sure. Uh-huh. In fact, uh, that's what Dos Santos and Scalotto were talking about today, that this team feels more like a family. Scalotto said last year maybe it was because the coaches were new. Uh, it has a much different vibe this year, and I, th- and I think that portends to a very successful season. Uh, we'll certainly check it out. LA Galaxy at Houston Dynamo coming up on Saturday, February 29th, 12.30 p.m. kickoff time. Game is broadcast on Univision. And Josh, thanks for, having me. thanks for having me back, as always. Always great to have you on there. If you're looking for Mr. Larry Morgan you can't on, find me. Not on Twitter, you can't find him because he's not on Twitter. That's right. That's it. Larry, why do you ruin my good jokes? I have Sorry, good jokes. I know. Yeah, that's I know it. I know. All right. If, uh, if Beat you to the punch. That's right. Uh, Larry does have some great articles up on cornerofthegalaxy.com so check that out he has a good little game preview of the galaxy notebook so uh you're all there right there cornerofthegalaxy.com all right thanks larry all right uh if you're looking for me on twitter it's at jay guessman j-g-u-e-s-m-a-n and of course at galaxy podcast head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com for our t-shirts for our stickers for our stories for our podcasts for our videos all that stuff can be found right there cornerofthegalaxy.com all right for mr larry morgan not on twitter i'm josh guessman and you've been listening to corner of the galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com have a great one everybody You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.